Hello there, I'm Kios Ronan Beatmaker, and on this episode of The Monday Mindset, we're going to discuss Love Knows No Age. Who has drunk will drink, who has dreamed will dream. He will not give up that alluring abyss, that sound of the fathomness, that entrance into the forbidden, that effort to handle the impalable and to see the invisible. He returns to it, bends over it. He takes one step forward, then two, and thus it is that one penetrates into the impenetrable. And there it is that one finds the boundless release of infinite meditation. Victor Hugo. There is no love where there is now will. Gandhi. There is no love where there is no will. Gandhi. Excuse me. <laughs> Change is the end result of all true learning. Change involves three things. First, a dissatisfaction with self, a felt void or need, and second, a change, a decision to change, to fill the void or need, and third, a conscious dedication to the process of growth and change, the willful act of making the change, doing something. Dr. Leo. In the art of living, change is the necessary ingredient in self-actualization. No matter what stage of the hero's journey you find yourself in, dissatisfaction with self is the spark that lights the fuse towards personhood, that awakens the true self from the false self, coma. The first step towards that spark ignites the embers of self-actualization. The void begins to fill with the light of self-motivation and dedication. Dedication towards self-actualization that initiates the action of change and growth. This willful decision and action allows for an individual to make the necessary changes that will bear fruitful optimism in the future. Self-assurance in the value of your individuality and personality, along with an appreciation and respect for the essential reality. That is experienced through the art of living, giving way to the synchronization of manifestation and balance within oneself. In fact, man may be the only living creature with sufficient will and intelligence to choose happiness. How sad that he often chooses despair. An optimist is seen as a fool, a lover seen as a hopeless romantic. If one enjoys life, he is called a near-do-well. Man gets the feeling that if he is joyful, he is certain to be punished for it tomorrow. Dr. Leo. That quote right there is a perfect representation of the world we live in right now. And I think anyone, any one of us are no stranger to 
celebrating our achievements. And in the end, you know, you know, you, you post them online. I think social media is a perfect example of this. Um, how often do we, you know, celebrate an achievement online, whether it's Instagram, social media, you name it. And there's always going to be one, two, <laughs> maybe a couple hundred, maybe a thousand who are just going to, you know, just speak venom and and suppress your joy for whatever accomplishment you made. Um, you know, there's always going to be someone out there that will punish you for your success. They will punish you for your accomplishments. They will punish you for just being you. And for and most of the time, they're punishing you for what they have failed to do themselves. That's what most of it is. They're, you know, haters. But when I mean haters, I don't mean the trolls who do it for fun and whatnot. I mean the people who genuinely are who genuinely want to bring you down. You know, for succeeding, they want to diminish your success, um, and it doesn't have to always be through social media. It can be friends, it can be family. Um, we're no, we're no, none of us are strangers to someone in our family or a friend. You know, we speak up about something that we accomplished, and in their response, they decide to, you know, diminish our success or play it down. Um, or, you know, say, well, you know, I almost did the exact same thing, but I had to do this and that, or I had to take care of my family, or, oh, that's how, that, you know, that's how, that's high enough of a grade you got, or, oh, really, they only, you know, they only gave you that promotion, you know, I thought you would have gotten better promotion, you know, things like that, you know, I know some of those are you know, terrible examples, but, you know, we've, we've all experienced people who are critical of our joy and of our success and our happiness and like i was saying you know we live in a climate that right now you know they 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 love to pile on people for it and i think a perfect example um is adele the singer i'm sure many of you know who she is um as you know, back in the day when she, you know, blew up and was known, you know, she was um, a heavy set woman, you know, still a gorgeous looking woman. Um, and, you know, over the years, you know, her her weight has always been a topic. And, you know, there is and you know, this is not my choice of words, but, you know, there are a lot of these communities these woke communities and, you know, you have one that's the fat community and, you know, they looked at Adele as, you know, their patron saint in some regards. And then, you know, she gets divorced, disappears, comes back and is this thin, you know, little succulent thing. And, the fat community lost it. Black woke fat community. I'm not trying to disparage people 
their weight or anything like that. Um, I myself am a bit of a chunky man. I can't lie. Um, but I can't lie. The ladies do love themselves a little bit of this teddy bear. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that um, they were mad at her for losing weight, for getting in shape, for taking care of herself and her health. Um, her reasons are are none of are none of our business. It doesn't matter. But they ridiculed her and you know they mocked her for losing weight. <laughs> and I know that she there's um an interview with her, I don't know when it was, but it was recent where the interviewer talked about this situation and she, you know, Adele was like, Well, it's not my place to make you feel good about yourself. And that really struck me as like, yeah, good. Hold these people accountable. Because, you know, they don't want to hold themselves accountable for their, you know, inaction, their unhappiness with themselves. Because, you know, these whether it's the, you know, people who like to, you know, live vicariously through celebrities or other people or through activism and and whatever whatever you want, you know, they don't want to hold accountability for what they're dealing with themselves. Um, and I bring that up as an example because how often have we've I've seen through social media or people talked about, you know, women who are you know either they're plus size models. I remember this one story of a plus size model who lost like a couple pounds, like a couple. Um, sizes, as she put it, and she got hate mail for it. She was getting ridiculed for it. Um, but I mean, it doesn't have to be with your weight loss. It could, it could be anything. But I'm I'm using those as examples because you know Adele is a very popular artist, and that transformation st stunned the world clearly. Um, but you know, it, it just seems as if we live in this time now where. People are afraid to, you know, put out their achievements and and success because they're scared of being ridiculed for, you know, whether it's because, you know, that should have gone to a person of color or, you know, this was your privilege or what have you. Um, and most cases, it's just people working hard and succeeding. But it's it's so diminishing that we are allowing this type of negative, you know, you know, trolling, hating culture to thrive and exist. You know, we, there are many people, even I have been complacent in this culture and I don't want to be part of that culture. Um, I don't, you know, try, to, I don't talk negatively on anyone's, you know, successions or their, you know, what they have accomplished, anything like that. I, I am proud of them. I'm happy for them. But it's just sad that we are raising children and, and creating a culture where that is celebrated. Um, and it's unfortunate. And I'm, I'm hoping that we can some, somehow find a way through that kind of madness. Because it just doesn't make any sense, you know. And I, I guess the, the perfect way to say is that we... We live in a society that monetizes suffering and despair, literally. I mean, th through this entire pandemic, do not tell me that 
there has not been a monetization of our suffering and our despair, whether it's in the United States or in the entire world. You know, whether you look at, you know, you look at mainstream media and their monetization of our suffering and our despair, you know, promoting this fear and anxiety. Um, and, and look what that has divided our, you know, has divided our nation, has caused people to have so much tension towards one another and division and, and forgetting that we're all human. Forgetting that we're all in this together, that we're all neighbors, that we all make mistakes and that, you know, it's bigger than us. And we shouldn't allow such fear to be monetized on us and to be capitalized and divide us because we're taking it out on one another. We're, you know, we are causing fights and incidents on planes and in public and just we're we're losing our respect for one another as humans as people and we're enabling and allowing you know mainstream media and 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 corporations and what have you to just capitalize on that and profit of it and and how can we as people allow that and it's it, and it's, you know, it leads to optimistic individuals, you know, who tend to be bullied and, and shunned from expressing and sharing their optimism about the world, about their, you know, about what they have succeeded. You know, it, it, it's, it's disappointing. It kind of, you know, it, it, it kind of reminds me of a recent situation with um, Senator Rand Paul and um, Senator... Um, Omar, where, you know, she was talking about how, you know, and don't take this, you know, forward, I'm just speaking from my memory, um, how, you know, America is the worst country ever, and it has all these problems and all of this, and, you know, they were, you know, interviewing uh, Senator Rand Paul about this, and he was like, you know, what is she talking about, you know? I, he was like, I would take, give her, I would buy her a plane ticket to Somalia so she can go and see how it is to live in an, in a third world country, in a third world nation, and, and to experience those kind of things. And you, you know, you say what you will about Ron Paul and, and and what any of them, but what he was saying, he makes a really good point because despite the faults of this country, it is an amazing place to live. It really is, and we. We, we as Americans definitely take that for granted. And her, her, you know, you know, for a senator to say that, and she's an immigrant of this country. You know, she came here, and she got a, an incredible life, an incredible opportunity. She has the ability to make changes in this country, and to say things like that, it kind of goes against what, why she's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And, and what I mean is that there's so much of this, you know, negative energy of hating towards this country or hating towards people who celebrate this country. And it's unfortunate um, that we cannot celebrate this country without being ridiculed. We cannot celebrate our accomplishments in this country without being ridiculed about our race or our social status. 
And we need to we need to do something about that because it's not fair to it's not fair to the children. It's not fair for them to be exposed to that, to feel okay to talk negatively about people's success and accomplishments and and to actively be jealous of it, to to announce their jealousy and hate that they succeeded and hate that they're doing this and that. And it's just disappointing. And I I wish that we could find a way forward, but it doesn't seem like that can be the case right now. Um, you know, unless people take initiative and hold themselves accountable and, you know, more popular people start, you know, calling this behavior out and saying we need to hold people accountable and, and, and not, you know, hate on people's, you know, accomplishments and, and what they've overcome, whether it's weight loss or, you know, financial success, whatever it may be you know, education success. I mean, I remember on Twitter, I saw a, a photo of a of a, a, a graduate student who car got stolen. The, the thief totaled the car and then tore up their college diploma. I mean, why? And, and just think about that. They stole the car, totaled the car, and then tore up the diploma. To me, there are so many levels of just hate and anger and frustration and just within that one action. Because what does that say about that person when they look at, when they looked at that diploma? What does that represent? Destroying it. Does that mean that they hate education? Do they mean do they hate that person for succeeding in education? I I don't know. Excuse me, but I bring that action up because it's it's scary. And then you see that in social media, okay? You you see those same types of behavior through in social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, you name it, and. It just, it, you know, it leads to, you know, the hopeless romantic concept and how it, it has been, it's become exploitative, manipulated, and it's profited off. It's easily malleable with followers and influencers and gurus and entertainers. You know, you look at whether it's, you know, only fans or Instagram models you know, or the Derek Jackson, Derek Jacksons, and the fresh and fits out there, the the red pill, you know, boys and and what have you. All these entertainers and influencers and and you know, only fan girls and and all this kind of stuff. It's just you have these people that you know are promoting ways of you know of being in relationships or how to, you know, talk with, interact with women without actually touching them and interacting with them. And I I don't know, it's, you know, and I have nothing against it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's people's choice. That's their prerogative. That's what they're into. And, you know, I've watched a couple interviews where people have asked, you know, kind of talked to guys who, you know, donate to OnlyFans and, 
you know, to each their own. But I, the way I look at it is in any of this kind of stuff, whether it's OnlyFans, whether it's the red pill guys, whether it's, you know, you know, the woke relationship, you know, the woke feminist relationship experts or, you know, the women who say all men are evil, whatever it is, all of that stuff, you know, they have taken romance and love and relationships and they've profited off of it and they've manipulated it and they have coerced it into such into such negative connotations that it's affecting relationships. It's affecting the way men view and date women. It's affecting the way women view and date men. And you know, you're seeing that amplified right now through everything that we're going through, this climate of our change, this change in the country and in the world. And, you know, you, you see all of these influencers, you know, promoting, in my opinion, just, you know, false ways of showing love and getting love. And, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate because generations of young men and women are growing up with such you know, outrageous conceptual ideas on men and women and dating and relationships. And it's unfortunate. And, you know, you see these young men, you know, donating super chats or whatever it is, even women, whatever it is, giving money to these people who are then giving them information that's not necessarily, one, healthy, not necessarily positive, not necessarily good advice. And, not necessarily maybe the right type of stuff that they should be hearing. Um, and it's just unfortunate that we're, we're dealing with that. And, you know, I, and I don't know how we move forward through it because, you know, you, the, the metaverse is here now and a, and a woman just got groped in the metaverse. I don't even, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean now? Especially with the, with the metaverse and relationships. Don't even get me started on that. I, I mean, it's it's just going to make it even more complicated and frustrating and harder. And I don't know what and I don't know how we move forward as human beings. And that's what I'm here about. I'm all, I'm more concerned about us as humans and how we can support our one another and our support our love, our relationships, our you know, our successions and our accomplishments without the hate and the bigotry and the accusations that come with it, you know, and I don't know what we're going to do because social media has allowed us to share our joy yet be punished for it. You know, we're scared to share our successes for the thought we may be punished for them. And I do not know what that means for us as humans what that means for us as being people of support of supportive communities of growth of of freedom of identity freedom of thought freedom of creativity freedom of being welcome to ronin art and music i wish to introduce everyone to my new teespring page where you can purchase designs featuring Ronin Art and Music, The Monday Mindset, or Ronin Thoughts. Head over to Teespring and search Ronin Art and Music, or head over to my Etsy page at Ronin Art and Music, where you can purchase photography postcards, motivational postcards, and hard copies of my debut album, True Colors. If you enjoy the merchandise, products, or content created by Ronin Art and Music, 
please take time to subscribe to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. This is the best way to show continued support and join Clan Ronin, where you will have a hands-on impact on all things Ronin Art and Music. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love. Man seldom questions the fact that ugliness and evil are to be found in the world. But he's never ready as to accept that life also offers unlimited beauty and potential for joy, as well as endless opportunities for pleasure. Man becomes dissatisfied with himself and placing the blame on the unalterable aspects of a hostile world. He feels comfort in his self-created hopelessness. In this way, he relieves himself of all responsibility. Dr. Leo. Many individuals prefer to view and live their lives as victims. Self-pity is an all-time high in our society and highly profitable. Individuals who choose self-pity refuse accountability. They have refused the essential reality for living life the hard way through the false self, never succeeding and in a constant stagnation and degradation of conscious and physical self. When individuals constantly play the victim, they are avoiding the consequences by living the false self. They have convinced themselves through their misery in false self that the world is to blame for the shortcomings in their personal universe. They blame the world for the hostilities that are inflicted upon them, refusing to acknowledge the essential reality and the fact that they are the author of their own story. There are no ghostwriters, only the individuals and their heroes or heroines journey. For an individual who refuses their call to adventure, refuses the essential reality of their self-actualization, and choose to live a life of misery and self-pity. When you refuse your call to adventure, you're refusing responsibility in the essential reality. You're refusing self-actualization and personhood. You're refusing the art of living. You allow your garden to become overgrown with weeds and thorns, placing blame upon the soil and nature for refusing you, for refusing your animosity, your selfishness, demands and abuse. To tend the garden of your life in such a manner is to refuse the ultimate beauty and joy that can be found if you are willing to live life as a lesson learned. To grow and evolve with the unlimited beauty and joy that can be found in one's self and the garden of their personal universe. The freedom to expand their personhood through mastery of the art of living. Such beauty and joy can be found in the awakening of one's self-actualization. Our green thumbs become revitalized through self-motivating energy and will discover and learn our potential by clearing away the thorns and weeds and allowing the soil to breathe new life into our consciousness 
and soul. A free man is free, even in the darkest prison. Most people have little knowledge and less will with which to make things better for themselves. Dr. Leo. Ignorance is bliss. And so too does this apply to individuals' knowledge and will to make things better for themselves. They claim freedom, yet complain about the same freedoms as if those are what prevents them from making things better for themselves. This is a symptom of self-pity. A free man knows no self-pity because self-pity is for prisoners of the false self. The sad truth for many of these prisoners is they have done this to themselves. Many are too afraid of freedom because that requires embracing the essential reality. That requires holding yourself accountable, educating yourself with the knowledge and discipline of, self of a self-motivating student to strengthen the will to make a better life for yourself. It's becoming increasingly apparent that many don't have the emotional or intellectual maturity to seek out such knowledge and discipline. They have fallen in too deep within the false self or have become their environment so much so they have domesticated themselves into a prison of their own creation. A prison of self-pity, selfishness, animosity, jealousy, irresponsibility. Such prisons can never hold a free man because he has escaped from the darkness within. By accepting the essential reality and pursuing the light from within, by this method, they will always outshine the darkness. For no prison can hold self-actualization. The self has overgrown the ego within the garden. The soul blooms amongst the flowers as personhood pollinates the individual's freedom of expression, the freedom to be fully alive, the freedom to be fully human. They are convinced that things are unalterable, unalterable and remain that way forever. As long as man has will, he will have some degree of control over his reactions, responses, and conclusions. Dr. Leo. Individuals must strengthen their will as a python strangles their prey. Never wavering, never faulting, determined to succeed. A python never concerns itself with the unalterable, for there is no environment that, cannot, that they cannot alter within themselves. Their bodies were designed for the unalterable. So too should your will and determination within yourself. As you focus on what you can control rather than what you can't and shouldn't, a python controls its actions and reactions towards a prey or predator through instincts and focus. Just as the individual, when faced with their choice of reactions, responses, and conclusions. You may not control the world. You do not have control over your personal universe. You, ha you do have control over your personal universe. Excuse me. <laughs> Getting a little excited over here. In order to change, then, man must trust that he is capable of change. If he is dissatisfied with his ability 
to live in love, for example, then he must face this fact, but be convinced that he is able to do something about it. Change is the first step in actualization. That comes different for each and every one of us. And, you know, self-actualization is not a overnight trip, metaphorically speaking. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, we are all, as I said earlier, on our heroes and heroines journey. And that is different for each and every one of us. And self-actualization, you know, is the first step within that journey. In my own interpretation, I should say. <laughs> for when one becomes self-actualized, they become fully embraced within themselves. And they've accepted the essential reality. They understand now that, as I say, the destination determines the journey. And that goes for all of us, each and every one of us. We all have a path, a part to play, so to speak. And for each and every one of us, that all depends on our self-actualization. And think about it this way. There are people in this world who still have yet become self-actualized. And what do we say to them? Do they even know? How do you explain that to them? Most people may laugh off or brush off such ideas and thoughts and beliefs. And I feel part of that is due to the conditioning of our world, of our social climate and atmosphere and culture. And I mean that partly in, in Western worlds. Um, and, you know, I, you know, it's kind of funny when you, you know, for me, I look back to being in middle school and you know, even high school, I don't know if they still do it nowadays. Um, but, you know, they would teach you the Odyssey. And, um, you know, by, by Homer, and, and you'd, you'd hear this epic tale um, trying to reach Ithaca, the fabled city. Excuse me. And, you know, I think all of us are on an odyssey. And par for the course of that odyssey is self-actualization. And it's not something that is easy for everyone to accomplish. And like I said, you know, you, can, you could be in your 60s and finally become self-actualized. And, and that doesn't mean that life has ended for you and 
And that doesn't mean that, you know, the journey has ended. The, the journey has actually just begun for you. And, and who knows where that journey leads. And, you know, that's something that is so important to our way of life that we need to embrace. But we don't, we don't embrace that type of thinking and perspective. And I feel like that does a lot of, does more harm than good. And, you know, why is it that we cannot be what we're meant to be? Why is it that we have to conform to what others want us to be, to, to think, to feel, to live, to experience? And that could be our parents, our friends, the society, our culture. You know, how many people have rejected their culture and embraced another um, willingly because they were either inspired or they felt safe in that community, safer in that culture. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I, I know what I'm saying right now can, can be a little controversial. You know, there are, there are a couple actors out there. I'm not going to name any names. Rachel Dolzen. <laughs> um, but I, you know, no, no, no hate on her. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a whole another path. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, we all need to embrace who we are. And, in, and embracing who we are is becoming self-actualized and, and understanding that okay, being, you know, pr proud and comfortable in, in who you are and being willing to improve on yourself. Um, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it may be. Um, and, and I think that's something that is, we're seeing so common is so many people are being raised and taught to refuse their call to adventure, to refuse their self-actualization. And, you know, and what do we, what do we say to that? You know, why, why are we willingly rejecting our call to adventure, rejecting you know, the unknown, fearful of it, you know, I mean, be fearful of it, but also embrace the unknown because it's, it's part of, of, of living. It's part of the, you know, the, the, as I like to say, the continuing education units of life. And I wish that we would embrace that more here in this country. And in the world in general, I'm sure there are other parts of the world where it is more embraced and I'm not more, I'm not aware of it, but at this, at the same time, the, 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 the reach of, of, you know, corporations and, and questionable democracy, <laughs> it, it's, it's getting harder and harder to weed out, you know, safe communities of self-actualized people and even the smaller communities are being infiltrated by people who want to dismantle those types of thinking and and free thought and and being and you know i i i hope that we can overcome that and and dissolve those those types of individuals 
Because, you know, we we have so much potential in ourselves. You know, and you know, to to be a better lover, you must be in love with yourself. And if you're not in love with yourself, how can, you know, how can you love the world? How can you love other people? You know, how can you be accepting of other people? How can you be humble to other people? Humble to their needs, humble to their beliefs. And I feel that we really need to understand how important that is. And it's just, you know, and 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 I and what I mean by being a better lover doesn't even necessarily mean, you know, in the bedroom. <laughs> it can mean just being a better human. You know, if if you can learn, you know, to love as a human, to understand that we're all human, that we make mistakes and, you know, some mistakes are irredeemable and some are. And we have to acknowledge that and, and not only that, but hold ourselves accountable. And if we're able to do that, we're able to be better lovers for ourselves, better, a better human for ourselves. <laughs> you know, we are, we're, we're going to be aware of not inflicting you know, egregious, you know, human rights violations on ourselves. And in order to be a better lover, you have to be willing to look at your faults and acknowledge them and, and learn how to grow from them and work with them and evolve from them. But, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that requires work and consistency and discipline and let's be honest, we live in a time in, in culture where that's considered taboo. <laughs> it's it's wild to see this. It's wild to see people who are who literally are who are just embracing this taboo um, of not holding themselves accountable. And and what does that mean for us as a society? How do we, you know, I look at that and, and honestly, to me, that is a degradation of, of, of being. That is a degradation of what it means to have a consciousness, what it means to be able to communicate if we're losing, if we're losing those abilities. And, you know, it, it affects everything about our our aspect of our lives and it's it's unfortunate and fascinating how people do not see how the act of not even being just you know a good person how it can have a ripple effect and how it can ruin your entire life I, you know i was just watching a, a video about a, a a woman she goes she comes she went to a, a mexican restaurant she ordered a soup she comes back with the soup. Turns out the soup was so hot that the the plastic lid actually melted. And you actually see it in the video. And the the manager, you know, uh, uh, working at that time was trying to explain to her, you know, there's not much we can do. We can, you know, give you, we can replace your order. We can refund you, you know, you know, the, 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 the standard issue things for situations like that. That are appropriate. And this woman was not having it. She was not having it at all. She was yelling. She was being belligerent. 
And the manager was like, listen, like I'm willing to help you and work with you, but you cannot continue to act like this. She kept on going and going and going. And eventually, you know, she's like, listen, if you're going to keep acting like this, I'm going to have to call the police. Like, this is unacceptable. And the woman threw the soup in the manager's face. Fortunately, the soup wasn't hot at that time. But the, the action of doing something like that, just think about that. She threw soup in someone's face. Plot twist. The woman who assaulted the manager turned out to be a nurse. Think about that. A nurse. Could you imagine if that soup was still hot? And she threw it in that woman's face? Her eyes were open, everything. You know, the woman said, you know, in a video that like, you know, she didn't, you know, wasn't, didn't get any real injuries. It was just that, you know, the soup had a lot of spices in it and the spices got in her eyes and it went into her nose and it caused a nosebleed. Um, but think about the, the nurse who assaulted her over a soup. A nurse who, who's supposed to care for people, you know, care for people, save lives. And this is what she does. And, and this is what I'm trying to say about if you can't love your if you can't love if you can't if you can't love people if you can't embrace love and and I don't understand it's just crazy to me I can't I can't process something do, doing that if you can't be a better person a better human if you can't improve the way you love and treat people how can you how can you treat yourself you know in this woman's action like. It, it, to me, it shows someone who 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 hates themselves so much. And in the video, you see her throw it and immediately run away, like she knew what she was doing, and and that's a coward's action. That's a cowardly behavior. And this is a nurse, someone who's supposed to save lives. And if if we have nurses acting like this on their off time, what? what, what can't you imagine what they could be doing on during on duty? And we've all heard those horror stories of nurses and and the way they they treat you know you know long term patients. You know we've all heard those those horror stories. But what I'm trying to say with this one this this example is how what happens when you don't take time to love yourself and 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 learn how to be a better human and, and how to be a better lover to yourself and how that affects other people around you. And, and we're seeing those consequences all around us daily. And they have been increased through this pandemic. <laughs> and it's unfortunate. And we we need to be we need to remember that we're all humans and that we're all equal. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy excuse me, of me saying that. But um, here's another shocking, controversial thing I'm going to say. We're also one race. <laughs> Sue me. But we really are. We're one race. We're humans. We're all humans. We're all the same. And we need to appreciate that. And we need to appreciate the fact that as we embrace, you know, learning and growing and love, 
and and seeing how that makes us better to, for ourselves and those around us and the world we would have we would appreciate each other that much more appreciate the the work and effort that people go and go through every single day you know and and that's something that is so disappointing in that one story with that nurse is you know to think that she she has a job where she's saving lives help you know bringing life into the world you know all of that kind of stuff and and this is type of behavior that she's displaying and it doesn't have to be that you know it can be it, you know it could be anything there's so many stories of these things sorry my dog is sneezing behind me you all right pablo you good bud what's up Coming over to say hi. I apologize for the distraction. Yeah, he's coming over. What's up, bud? You wanna come here? We're gonna go. Alright, come on. Okay, I guess not. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is like we need to be mindful of ourselves as we grow in love and how that love affects other people. And not only how it affects other people, how other people see us. And that's all I'm trying to say, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm trying to say. Knowing that one is always capable of change. The second step lies in making the decision to change. Change does not occur by merely willing it any more than behavior changes simply through insight. One can know that something is evil, painful, or dangerous, and still pursue it relentlessly. One can only move toward change when he willfully arrives at a proposal to do so. Dr. Leo. We are all capable of change. Our ability to survive stems from our adaptations. But as we become domesticated or products of our environment, the desire and will for change becomes inert. Individuals spend the rest of their days fantasizing and talking about the changes that will never make, that they will never make. Individuals are more concerned with convincing others of the changes they will never make rather than holding oneself accountable and following through with said changes. Individuals rather pursue and fantasize about the ideals of change, yet continue to follow and subject themselves to evil, painful, or dangerous pursuits, knowing full well the consequences that will ensure. It's unfortunate how many individuals subject themselves willingly to such negative experiences and energies in hopes of achieving control, changing or altering said evil, pain, or dangerous pursuits. Until the individual accepts the essential reality, they will forever continue the cycle of evil, pain, and danger. Once the individual accepts the essential reality, they embrace the essential, the, uh, once they accept the essential reality, 
the embers of self-actualization begin to arise. As the individual willfully challenges themselves by facing and embracing change, they grow out of the pursuit of evil, pain, and danger, for they finally see the value in themselves, and they have learned their toxic behaviors and decisions, unlearned their toxic behaviors and decisions. They actively seek out pursuits of self-discipline, motivation, and positive and informative life experiences. One only becomes a real human at the point of action. If one wants to love, it is apparent that he must move to love. Dr. Leo. Love is only found by those who seek love within themselves. You know, and that goes hand in hand with what I was saying earlier. You know, as we grow in love, love will seek us out. Opportunities will seek us out. Relationships will seek us out. Whether it's with friends or with lovers or opportunities. You know, love can mean many things. And I I think that's something that I've, you know, have begun to understand and and learn during my own deep dives and and journey. And, And I think that for me, you know, you know, as I have grown more in love with myself and been better in how I love the world and those around me, you know, I've ex- had more positive and better experiences. And and don't get me wrong, there have been plenty of plenty of challenges and but I was fortunate for the love that I, you know, was experiencing during those challenges, even if it was fleeting, even if it was for a moment or even or continuous. And that's something that we need to, you know, value ourselves and be you know, proud about the fact that you know, as we love ourselves and grow in love, so do the the love that is expressed towards us, that is given towards, that is given to us, that we are that we experience. You know, whether it's, you know, you know, you know the whether it's someone giving you a parking space or someone paying for your coffee at, at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, things like that. Or, you know, someone giving you a discount, even though you don't need to, you don't get that discount. (laughs) You know, whatever it is. If we also display that type of love back, if we smile and wave at people and tell them Happy New Year and have a good day. um, Oh, that's a really nice outfit you're wearing today. You know, those little things, you know, they help us. Grow in love. And, and, and that energy, it comes back to us. And, and, it, and it becomes a loop. And you're, you end up, you know, almost being, you know, give, you're, you're getting a supplement of, of positive love and energy, you know, on a daily basis. And even if you give it out and it's not reciprocated, it still means something. You did something positive. You know, they may not say anything, but that doesn't mean they didn't, it didn't 
make them feel good inside. Even if they're like, you know, at least for you, you're like, well, you know what? At least I did something good. Even if they didn't like it. <laughs> it made me feel good inside. And, and, and maybe they'll feel better about it later on in the day. Like, Man, I should have not done that. Or, you know, that person was being kind. And maybe they learn a lesson out of it. And that's all I'm trying to say is like, that's the beauty about being, about growing in love and, and, and as and and seeking love within yourself and how it, and how that brings love into your life, it brings love and it brings people into your life and that's what's so beautiful. And we need to celebrate that. We need to embrace that. We need to promote it. And I hope I'm doing a little bit of that. Because I'll tell you, man, every every day, you know, if I'm out and about, I'll, you know, I'll always say thank you and um, happy new year. If I'm, someone's helping me, uh, you know, in retail or at the grocery store, you know, I, I try to be kind and respectful because I in I'm aware and mindful of how difficult that job is, especially now. And, you know, you you display that type of love and appreciation to people, you get it back. And it's important. And, you know, we have to be self-motivating students of love. And that's what I'm trying to express here. Because being, you know, students of love, we're, we're always learning. We're, we're learning how to be better, to be more appreciative to not, you know, to lessen the length of our road rage when someone cuts us off, you know. And I was like, that's an, that's a perfect example. Like for me, like, you know, there have been times where people, you know, have cut me off or done dangerous things while driving. And, you know, I used to get pissed and cuss them off and all sorts of stuff. Um, but I'm at the point now where, you know, I'll either be like, oh, asshole, and then I keep moving. Or, well, that wasn't smart, and I keep moving. You know, or I'd be like, oh, well, you know, it's not my fault you're late. <laughs> um, so, and and at that point, it's a fleeting moment rather than it takes up the rest of my day or the rest of my, it ruins my drive. Um Because I can't give that, I can't give all that negative energy. Can't give them at all. Can't give my energy to them. And, you know, to me, that right there is, is, you know, being, you know, a self-motivating student of love. Because rather than embracing anger and hate, you're, you're embracing, well, you know what? It is what it is. And sometimes that can be love in itself. <laughs> you know, you could ha you could have had a, an amazing fling with a, an incredible person, and and then it abruptly ends, and you're just like, eh, well, it is what it is. The love was great for the time that it was, and you move forward. You know, it will hurt, but you have to move forward, and you take it as a learning lesson, rather than a, as a victim, as a victim. <laughs> so, that's the thing, you know. We're always going to be challenged. We're always going to have pop quizzes, you know, and we're always going to have final exams, but we do the best that we can. And 
you take the lessons that you've learned and you apply them. And if you're a stubborn person, then, like I said, as I've always said, you choose to live life the hard way. And we've all met people who choose to live life the hard way. And they're not very happy people. They're always miserable and they blame everyone else for their troubles and for their pain and love. To learn to love is to be in constant change. The process is endless, for man's potential to love is infinite. Dr. Leo. As we grow, we continue to evolve in our personhood through self-actualization. So too does our expressions of and in love. Man has been bestowed with the most beautiful gifts to consciously and instinctually love and be loved. A love that can change with the seasons or the tides, evolve in an instinct like a virus or in our hearts and minds that can make us better than we were yesterday, can bring hope and lift our spirits high, soaring above negative energy. Love can be our greatest strength or weakness, a lesson learned or lived. No matter what, love endures. As long as man yearns to be, as long as man yearns to love and be loved, the infinite potentialities within man can save a life, change the world, and bring peace of mind. I love because I must, because I will it. I love for myself, not for others. I love for the joy it gives me, and incidentally, only for the joy it gives to others. If they reinforce me, it will be good. If they do not, it will be good. For I will be love. Dr. Leo. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Monday Mindset. To learn more about myself and how you can support The Monday Mindset, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. That's Ronin Art and Music. If you're interested in reaching out, follow me on social media, on Twitter, Ronin Art and Music, or at me at Kios Ronin, K-O-I-O-S-R-O-N-I-N. On Instagram, follow me at Ronin Art underscore music. And if you prefer to email, hit me up at the Monday Mindset. 009 at gmail.com. That's the Monday Mindset 009 at gmail.com. And that is all lowercase. If you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. Leave a comment and a review and slap that notification bell. On Apple Podcasts, please make sure to subscribe. Rate the podcast and leave a review as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.
Welcome to Ronin Art and Music. I wish to introduce everyone to my new Teespring page where you can purchase designs featuring Ronin Art and Music, The Monday Mindset, or Ronin Thoughts. Head over to Teespring and search Ronin Art and Music, or head over to my Etsy page at Ronin Art and Music where you can purchase photography postcards, motivational postcards, and hard copies of my debut album, True Colors. If you enjoy the merchandise, products, or content created by Ronin Art and Music, please take time to subscribe to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. This is the best way to show continued support and join Clan Ronin, where you will have a hands-on impact on all things Ronin Art and Music. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love.